Welcome to the Seafood Matters podcast, a voice for the UK fishing industry. I'm your host, Jim Cowie. Having over 60 years hands-on experience in the seafood industry, I've owned fishing boats, processed and exported fish, and auctioned fish on numerous fish markets. Over the last 20 years, I've been the owner, chef, of the highly awarded Captain's Galley Seafood Restaurant in Scrabster in the far north of Scotland. Now it's time to introduce you to fishermen, seafood chefs, fishery scientists and industry leaders that I have worked with along the way. That's in a story in books and belonging to Stroma. We watched the new harbour getting built and boats, so there's a few boats about at the time. Like I can remember maybe about 100 people in the island, but there was 495 in the late 19th century. Is that right? 400, just short of 400. And I I don't know how they, they must have made a living from the cod or the fishing or whatever. The... They were catching an awful lot of cod. My grandfather landed his fish twice a day, maybe 30, 100, two ton of cod. He was doing that twice a day, you know, it's just no bother to them. They loved them. He, well, he salted a lot of them and they went away to London or Orkney, wherever, Jim, either. There's Orkney shops, I never mind them come in, but there's floating shops come in to throw them up from Orkney, like Stromnays, and they swap the fish for lobsters for groceries and whatever, you know, eggs and they could barter with, you know, Jeez. for hen's meal and clothes and that, that used to float into Stroman, just anchor up one at the north end, one at the south end, they go a week about there or a month, whatever they came. I thought it was only the one harbour that was there. No, there's one at the north end too. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh God, there's a fleet of boats here too, I, it was a, the lighthouse pier. What was it ever classed as? Part of an Orkney Island or, or Oh no, Ke- the only Caithness Island that's in it. Aye. Uh, it's the only Caithness Island that and the, what does what does Stroma stand for? Is it Island? Stroma stands its north for Island in the Tide. In the Tide. Island in the Tide, yeah. My, yeah. Oh, let's see. Oh yeah. my god, it's all Norse names. There's two names of Stroma, nobody could tell me where they came from. They were like a Gaelic scare gut and it's spelt like the Gaelic scare gut is one that's a rope at the northeast corner and the other is a scare gut a no sorry it's scurvian you'll have to delete it there whatever scare gut is a bit of green between the north end pier and the northeast corner and the other one is scurvian that's a wee rock at the at the corner there. You'll see it from the mainland there. But that's the only two names that everything else is Norse, like Whale Yo, and this yeah, sort of It's funny that there's Gaelic in an area <laughs> where no, it's no, all Norse. Nobody thought it wasn't, it was connected. Nobody ever thinks it's not connected to Gaelic at all for some reason. No, no. But that's the only two names that are, are like that, they can't. And you went to school there? I went to school there and then I went to the high school and went to gym, I, three oh. years there. But uh, was one of the, uh, my teacher in Stoma was an auntie and there was my father and five sisters, they were all all uh, teachers. Uh, they were all teachers and teach. They were in the high, high school in uh, Thurshaw here and they were taught in Glasgow, wherever, you know. Uh-huh. The, the youngest one was the uh, Diney, 
she was a teacher in Dunbees for a lot of years, retired there. I she taught years and years in Dunbees. Uh, they were all. You must have, growing up with your father, family, and sure. there must have been a great knowledge just built in with the tides and... Oh, it was, you know, things were handed down, I'm sure, for hundreds of years, I Yeah. Hundreds of years, Jim, I... I mean, it, I know myself, John, I... When I'm just going to put my day, depending on different parts of the situation that you're in. Yeah, with the sky. Or, <laughs> I'm se I'm I'm seventy four shortly, and I still would say that anything that I when I'm looking at a planet or stars or anything connected with navigation or oh, anything like that, I it's, it's my father I learned it from. Oh, it's all handed down that Jim. Honestly, my God, they had a great knowledge about the tremendous knowledge. We we got the. We were at Dunnet Head one night. We used to fish Dunnet Head a lot. Eh? And we were coming home in the fog. And the fog came down before we got home. So we went to Harrow Harbour. That's below the Castle of Me. Mm -hmm. We harbour in there. We had to go in there about 10 o'clock at night because we couldn't see the island when we came to it. And there, waited till four in the morning until the daylight came back in. And then we left to get south thick fog. Making up all we had was a compass. But we found ourselves home then in the morning about four o'clock. But uh, my, my mother, she was stuck on stroma on her own at a stage. And she didn't know where we drowned or where the heck we were. But she was uh, she was there on her own and, and uh, we were in another wee harbour and couldn't get home. You know, just, just, um, was there a lot of people lost with the tides? No, really, Jim. There wasn't any. No. Mm -hmm. There was four of us. Lost at the going to the they they were found they had a whiskey still customs come in caught them taken to court in Orkney and the four of them were drowned going to the court the gale get up now the other one was the boars of Duncan's Bay there was three men lost there well one was sixteen year old like they were the the story goes they were racing home but they landed up in the boars of Duncan's Bay and they, they were drowned there. Uh -huh. That was a boat with an engine in it. The, the, the boat was picked up the next morning up Duncan's Head, where the engine had rumbled out through the bottom, and here she was floating then with no bottom in her or engine. Uh, but that, that's the only deaths I remember. Uh -huh. uh, there was a, a, a fishing boat lost at Pentland Scaries, but his neighbour picked him up, and you know what happened to it? It, it took a wee roll, it's so full of cod. They took a wee roll and shipped the water in, the boat sank, and the other boat picked them up and landed them on the Pentland Scaries, and the lighthouse keepers gave them dry clothes, and they got in the other boat, they all went home in the one boat, but they lost the boat, like I, load of cod. There wasn't, there was very few uh, people uh, lost in the sea, like no, no. It's amazing because I'm not even saying that it's the, most, the strongest currents in the world, almost. Or. It's the Navy recorded what I remember them saying, so about 14 to 15 knots between the lighthouse at Strom on a swelky point and the lighthouse on Swanna on the dark tail there. Uh -huh. now, just out in the, in the middle there, there's 14 or 15 knots a tide. It's just it's horrendous, like, ah, oh. I've I've heard boats trying to go through the first and 
No moving. It's just a dead slow and slow. That carry on. But I, I mean, that's that's fast. That's that's a fast. That's fast for a modern fishing. Oh, terrible, Jim. Terrible. I went round the lighthouse. We were, were down with the lifeboat, looking for a boat that had broken down that had gone right through, and it, and we out of the payment scaries eventually. But we were doing thirty-one knots going round the lighthouse. The boat was doing nineteen. But there was another twelve then on the with the cover in the ground, you know, thirty one knots. It'd just be a wave just just off it. There are poles are passing a teeth and I can you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, dear, dear. Uh, there was a boat went ashore there. So. Oh, oh boats, there's it was well boats, Jim. I it was a, a cargo ship or something went. Oh, hey, that was later on after everybody left that day. Aye. Bettina Danica. That's it, that's it. The story was that he fell asleep and he was right up in the back of Strom and that's how he's heading out the way from it when he, he hit the tail at the, the southwest corner there. Three years old, that boat. I mean, it's obviously given you a colossal uh, knowledge base on, on the tides of that because, John, I've been a long time in Scrabster as well and I know I've been there with oh, fishermen. Sure. Yes, yes. When they would call you and ask you... <laughs> <laughs> going through the fence, ah, right. it must be such a dangerous. There's, there's sometimes they call me up and they say it's it's kind of rough. Should we go in through Scott up go through Hoy Sound, or will we keep going through, through the other end? You know, the around the south end of Hoy there. Uh, and is, does it make a difference which way they go at with different it, tides? They're looking for a better passageway weather region. That's yeah. what it is. You know, it can be. And can you get better passages going? Ah, oh, you should. You you had to pick the place you went. Like I, oh dear, dear. I've man. quite often seen boats when they're going west. I'll be right close into the. It's close into the Caithness coast. Ah, yeah, no can. Is that? It's far more advantageous to go to the Idiot's Roma. There's no tide there. It's going the other way with you there. Right? You know where it breaks in the island. Uh -huh. uh, and it's there's no tide inside there at all. Oh, yeah, at all. no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. The ebb tide, the the big area at the west side of Stroma there with the same the the bit going north is called the Langberth, and the wee bit going south is called the Suthberth. There, it's you know it's different names I had for it all. I'll tell you who was lying in the area at the west side of Stroma like was there was Gunther Preen that went in and sank the Royal Oak. He was lying with his periscope depth there, hiding there till the darkness came down. Is that right? Honestly, it's in his book, I've read it. Oh, I'll continue to dead cert that. I mean, he, he, lay, he lay under the water, periscope depth, he, waiting for the darkness there. They wasted us so much. Abe died there. And they wouldn't have been seen? Never seen him that. And then he was done by... Then he went into the new Scapa Pro then, and he uh -huh. blew up the Royal Oak in the new Scapa Pro. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the other the other side is flood tide. It's got a when the flood comes on first it's it runs not such a good area, but once it makes an area, the north end it's called the Ferracu. The first inside area there. Nobody I've never known why it was called that, but everybody called it Alistair Woman called it Ferracu. Mm -hmm. uh, and the the south end then it was just called the West Tide. That's the funny thing about the tide. The tide is called the direction it's going in. 
the wind is called the direction it's coming from. Okay. Right? Yeah. You get a westerly wind that's coming from the west. Yeah. Maybe you get a west tide that's going west. Yeah. And I've heard they quite often it's the probably when it's worse than the first, is it? If you get wind against tide. Oh, terrible, Jim. That's what creates that board of dunk. It's been a easterly wind and a swell and the tide going into then the flood tide. And the other side's got the merry men away. Uh-huh. That's, that goes all the way to Tornace there. Uh, yeah. That's where the west of me went. Uh, well, I'd be right in saying if you could almost see the line of the Merry Men of May. Oh, absolutely, Jim. You'll see the tide there the whole time. Yeah. Any swell at all, like I. Yeah. Seen us coming home to the west, like Broke Bay area, and we'd come down there and there'd still be a bit of Abe running there. We'd have to leave it in the mountains of seas there. We'd just wait till the tide stopped and it was flat like the prolet. It's funny, I don't know, I'll, you, you'll probably relate to this, John. I remember my fa- asking my father one time uh-huh. when we were younger about the Pentland Firth and just how <laughs> bad it well, was. He'd be well equipped. He, well, absolutely he was. <laughs> and you know how he described it? He says the best way to describe it for him was look at that boiling pot. <laughs> The cooker. I would say, I would say he never put any more real than that. Did you? No, that's no, what no, he used no. To, that's what he used to call it. Just a boiling pot. <laughs> we, we used to leave at three in the morning to get west before the flood tide came on. Mm-hmm. Three o'clock in the morning and you got the egg tide west all the way with you, you know. You used to see, I'm not sure, so sure if it happens now, but very often you would get boats that are fishing the west and they were coming through east. We'd come into Scrabster uh-huh. and wait for the tide. Would that, would that amount of hours st- staying in Scrabster, would that save them anything? Well, they would save them the fuel of steaming through there. Well, they'd be through there in an hour, but if they steam through, it'd be hours, hours, hours steaming. Aye. <laughs> That's a, yeah. Certainly better to In fact, I've heard of the, the coasters coming and they were, they'd realise they were getting to the Perth, the strong tide. But they'd ease the boat down a bit so it'd be eased by the time we got here. Uh-huh. Uh, I've also heard uh, that some of the big ships coming out of North America going to the, like Rotterdam. Uh-huh. <coughs> the channel is a much more dangerous way to go th- sail with uh, so many, so much shipping. Uh-huh. But the, a lot of them do that. To, to avoid the tide. Uh, yes, I'm sure the world in the Pentland and Firth. Yes, 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 I'm sure. Which, uh, yeah. which it's obviously world renowned. Oh, oh, by, by seagoing people. Oh my God, I it's oh it's it's a it's renowned for for the, the dangerousness of it and that you know. Uh-huh. We, we were hauling creels one night one one morning at the just waste the lighthouse. And the this fishing boat came down, and it's head tied, and he came down, and his head came off the the tide, the main tide, and he just went stemmed the light his and he didn't even realise it, you know. But he, he turned him round, round, round about there at the edge of the tide, like, and uh, it's quite tide, dangerous. Tide, this is this is broad daylight with no weather, you know. Wow, uh, no, it's quite dangerous. It can. Another thing I've heard you say in in the in the talk, chat something, John is. 
you know, we were brought up and thinking the six tide is six hours to come in, a half an hour, That's six right. hours to go. There's always a an hour. It's a delay where it slacks up. And six hours. <laughs> but I've heard you saying that's that doesn't go in the first. <laughs> no. The, the stroma's got an hour of difference between the south end and the north end. My goodness. Uh, the, the, the beat in there, it'll be slack. They say, they say it's flood tide. And when it comes high water, the tide will stop at the, the beacon, but it's still roaring at the lighthouse. You well, know? I mean, that, that, what's that? That'll no be a mile, is it? Yeah, it's about a couple of miles, that, Jim. Is it a, Maybe a, just over a couple of miles. But that's an hour difference here in that two miles. Well, when you think of it, it's only about three or four hours, is it, from scrubs or the wick? High water at Stoma Lighthouse is the same as high water in wick. Sorry. <laughs> that's when it slacks there at the high water wick. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a funny, funny old place. I remember when my father was at the sea and it was tide books they would go by. Ah, that's right, Jim. Aye. They would they would go by obviously Helmsdale wasn't on the books. Oh, there would so, be a constant for it then. Yeah, Liverpool. Uh, yes. <laughs> that's right. That's they would I'll never forget that. They would follow the tide it's for the, Liverpool because that was the same it's as It's funny you should say Liverpool, because Liverpool goes for the waist end in the middle of the first year. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that one, eh? Uh, but you... Along the East Coast, it'd be something very similar. You know, like uh -huh. a wink and no far beyond it, like, aye. Uh -huh. Aye. And is it anything to do with the closeness between the land, between Orkney and... Uh, I would say so. It's an narrowness there. It's it's like the Atlantic trying to get into the North Sea, Jim, and it's not got the room. Uh -huh. It'll build up, build up. The other thing that this makes it build up at this end, down at Stroma for the rise and fall, will be nine feet, but scrubs are here will be about nineteen feet. Uh -huh. You know, this is this is the rise and fall, the maximum. You know. Well, so what would that? It could be about nineteen twenty feet at scrubs there. And nine at Stroma. That's just crazy. Uh, you know, all that things to be, you know, it's, yeah. it's all passed in from generations, that things, Jim. Obviously, I'm, oh, dear, I'm dear. quite sure maybe a generation or two before yourself, a lot of that would be this, this, this planet and stars. And that's right, Jim. Oh, dear, dear. I remember, we, I, remember uh, I used to think it was quite funny when they used to talk about, like in either nature programs, geography or whatever, they would be talking about the importance in the sun. Yes, yes, yes. You know, and okay, we need the sun to get warmth, the oh, light and really. whatnot. But my father used to say he was more interested in the moon. <laughs> Very interesting, all that moon's on. Because that was the time. Oh, that's what they put the tides in the go. You know, you get your neap tide and your spring tide. Uh -huh. Well, the neap is when the two two are opposite each other on the earth. But when they're both pulling in the one line, you're getting the spring tide. They're both pulling together. Okay. The, the, you know, the, the thing is, uh, oh dear, dear. It's a, it's a funny old game to learn in the Delta. It's, it's fascinating. Oh, you know, there's a 
thing that happened with, to me, John, and I've asked scientists, science teachers, uh, all kinds of people that I thought, and fishermen, and that. We were, we were in the middle of London. Uh-huh. The family, my father driving, my mother in the passenger seat, three kids in the back, my brother, my sister, and myself. That's it. Our younger brother hadn't been born by then, uh-huh. but the, the three of us in the back. Dear, dear. And I'll never forget, we were driving, an old Ford Popular in London, lost. <laughs> lost our way. Needing some, need some navigation. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what? I'll, ne- I'll never forget it till my dying day. <laughs> my father said, he was just looking up at the windscreen. And he said, if I could just see the sun, I would oh. know what side of the Thames I was on. Oh, sure. was, I've never met anybody able to explain to me. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I'm sure he could do. That's uh, sun's a great day. Mark for getting, not a mark, but a signal for getting in an ocean. You know? It's, you know, nobody, <laughs> nobody has been able to tell me. And it's not a case of where he was in the world, which side of the river. You think there's the Thames you're <laughs> going And if he knew what side of the Thames he was on, oh, sure, sure, right. he would have gone. Oh, God, they would, they would know all the signals and signs and things. Yeah, like yeah. Oh, so, so, so what, when in your life did you actually leave Stroma? Eighteen years old when I left, John. Okay. I met your wife before I left Stroma. Oh, you met your wife. Uh, then. Uh, and, and were you? Did you stay at the fishing? Yes, yes. I, I remember. I remember you as a fisherman. Yes, that's right, Jim. I, oh gosh, yes, I stayed at fishing all my life. Most of my and when that. I mean, you were a coxswain of the local lifeboat. Uh, uh, life, uh, when, when, at what stage was that? Was that before? I was, I was in my twenties when I was say the twenty late twenties when I took the coxswain's second coxswain's job. To my, uh-huh. I was in the lifeboat for twenty three years there, but we did a rescue in Stroma of the Pearlies fishing boat when we were there ourselves. Okay. Uh, the Elths was the name of it. They were, oh, they yeah. struck me, the Nessa Duncans be there. Oh, we, we left so my, my, my mother got out of bed at 7 o'clock in the morning, it's a February morning night. And the, she says, there must be some activity, there are a lot of lights and things over there. So we never took breakfast or anything, we just went in case the remedy needed, saved or helped or whatever. Mm-hmm. We went down there and we rescued four uh, crew out of the boat, like I went up and we were breakfast with them, photos and all of that. I have photos of it. Really uh, we had our breakfast with them, and that was in 1961. And when I was in the ice plant working, I always thought to myself, I wonder if there's any aspirin. These fishing boats are all taking, you're taking them in yourself, of course. Uh-huh. And they, they were all coming into scrubs at the time. And I said, I must ask somebody if they know any of this, uh, uh-huh. this people. So I bored the granny, the greeny, whatever they call yeah, it. The granny. I, I bored it, and I says, I took down a photograph of this four guys. I says, do any, any of you know uh, uh, that, about that? He says, they're from our village. Wow. One of the guy. 
Good God, I said, do you know about this? Yes, this is really... They were from, they, they were both the granny, Eric was a... Eric was a skipper, skipper. It, it, was, it was one of his crewmen. It I was asked. in the Suderoy in the South Island. Uh, that's were, right, yes, that's from. right, Jim. I, anyway, he says, there, he, he says, if you see the the, the new boat, boat coming in, it's the... The, the chief engineer in it is, is the, he'll be in with the boat. So I said, he says, ask that boat what the, what the, what the, what the, if he knew about it, see? So he says, the, the, the skipper says to me, this guy is not on board, but he says, I'll tell him to see you when he comes in or come down next trip. Uh -huh. so my God, the next trip, this guy come over and thank me for rescuing them. Well. Hack and Jacobson. He, he came over and thanked me. For, yeah, he yeah. thanked me for risking them at the yeah. guys, you know. Uh, they were, yeah, you know, well, I thought we'd. Uh, I, I used to enjoy dealing with the Faroese. I just thought we had so much in common. <laughs> there was one guy I'll never forget. Was, you were talking about tides earlier. He, he was, they used to, they had no landing gear. Yes, so yes. So we used to land them with cranes. Oh, it's Simpsons. Simpsons yes. cranes. So they would just, in they would come, moor up, away to the pub, and we would be discharging the fish. And <laughs> uh, when he came back, or the next day, uh, oh, he was in an awful state. He could hardly <laughs> move. So I says to him, I says, what's on earth is wrong with you? So he came back from the pub, not aware of the rise. They've not, they've not got the rise and fall of the tides. No, that's right. They, they don't even bother. In, in Pharaoh's. That's says, right. Yeah, obviously, uh, like you're saying in the stroma. They hardly tie a ladder. Yeah. yeah so he came back from the pub, <laughs> just walked off the pier and dropped about 20 feet onto the the deck of the boat so oh he was just an awful state so I was up in the Pharaohs no long after that and I met his cousin and I asked I said to him I says how did the your your cousin get on when he arrived home he says well he says it was actually quite funny he said he was getting he was in the bedroom he was getting ready for bed <laughs> and he's taking his clothes off and his wife looked and says my goodness what happened to you there and he was black and blue all doing one side <laughs> and uh, he turned to his wife and he says ah oh, it's nothing he says we got a big sea it threw me against the wheelers <laughs> look at all <laughs> the damn supplies of it it's in regular oh dear 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 but Thinking back of the tides and that job, that must have been a huge help to you and the lifeboat, the, the, you your know, knowledge you, of the... In Elixir Stoma, you didn't go anywhere, and they said tide, you knew when to go or what to go, but the Elixir uh, lifeboat, you had to go at any rate. It was all knowledge. Uh, maybe, uh, but the lifeboat was called for, and you had to go regardless of what the... We, we were going to the lifeboat when everybody else was making hope, you know what? Well, John, uh, you know, we had the restaurant for 20 years, Carl's <laughs> Galley, 
and it was right in front, you know, the lifeboats were right in front of it. Yes, yes. And, of course, if anybody was eating in the restaurant when they got the shout, when they got a shout, (laughs) cars were arriving and people diving on board, I uh, I used to always say to any customer, obviously they were all interested to see it. This is new to them. Yes, 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 never seen them And I always made the point, John, I says, when all that lads get a shout, and he says, they're going hell for leather to get there, I says, there's only one thing they don't consider themselves. That's it, Jim. Oh, it's just, you go regardless, you know. Yeah. Uh, You you probably don't know what you're going to see. You don't, you know, you're going to come across oh, a bit dead some, some ended good and some not so good, did you? Uh, must be an incredible. Oh, so. but, you know, they're, they're your, your knowledge of that taste uh, must have been uh, fantastic uh, for it, it would all they, they have to do with it eventually, you know. Uh, no, they were, I got to see, as I say, some of them ended good, but some of them were not good, you know. Oh, that's yeah. that's for life saving there, like. Yeah, yeah. Life, that's uh, the thing I got all the details on when I finished with the lifeboat. Uh, Certificate of service. Aye. Uh, well, I've been trying to place up in your oh, world, rightly oh, so as well. It's a, oh, Exodus, they were. Uh, but you enjoy that thing, see, Jim. I'll tell you one thing about the lifeboat. People ask me, what do you think about people that are. He's swimming or whatever. They, I says, first one thing you don't do is ask them what their religion is. You, you regardless of what he is, he needs to be rescued. You know, you can't ask a guy in the water if you're if you're a Christian or a Roman Catholic or whatever. You know, you you rescue that guy. You know, uh, you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. Back back and tell you a wee, quick story about a gra- granny. They come in one night to land. And I says, they spoke to some of the guys, uh, I knew their faces, like, I says to one guy, I says, in my best fear, Louise, have you much fish tonight? And he says, I'm from the East Nuka Fife. <laughs> <laughs> Married in the fields. <laughs> I thought it was so cocked. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 a, a slightly different uh, story I had one day. We landed aboard, got his tonnage and his price. So I was, I went down and gave him his tally, seeing how much he crossed. And uh, he was, okay, thank you, and whatnot. And then I went back up to the office and the who's ever uh, Lassie Jane was working in the office she says oh you've made a mistake here <laughs> uh, I says what sort of mistake she says oh you've short you've shortened you're short changed them he says he's got more fish so we made the new tally up and I went back down and got the skipper and then he's broken English. Here's me standing in the pier saying, can I get tally? Tally, tally. Sorry, <laughs> didn't understand. I'm saying, sales, sales note. Uh, paper, paper. And he's no making out any of it. I'm saying, I made a mistake. Error, 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 mistake. No understanding any of it. 
And I, after about five or ten minutes, I said, look, I'm sorry, I made a mistake and you're entitled to more money. More money? He gave me that one. He was with me right away. Oh, they're getting some of your mind. Well, <laughs> <I'm seeing>. <laughs> <laughs> you understand that, don't we? But that's, that's funny when you see it with the high, high and low one. And that's once when it came off, the guy came off worst with it. Because, you've, I mean, when you think of the drop, 20 feet on a deck of a boat. Oh, dear, dear, dear. The one good thing yeah. would have helped and you would have been well sozzled, so plenty of painkillers. But I remember that time, John, as we've spoken about it, the, I remember myself anyway, you'd have probably been one of many situations. The Doll Mackay star, as we called him at uh -huh. the time, well known local fisherman and just a frightening thing we heard that he actually broke down his engine stopped yes, yes. in the first which i just thought was frightening and this they were seeing some at the time it was something like 12 to 14 knot times yes, yes yes and i remember speaking to yourself john and you turned quite cool calm and collective and said well, he won't hit Stroman. Never hit it at all, Jim. No. Whenever the tide hits it there, it, it, out the way it goes, it, it bounces off the island, in, in other words, you know. Would he hit a rock or would he just... You hit nothing, no. Is that right? Never and hit he did, oh, Well, he didn't on that occasion. The, the Scaries is the same. Like, I think they got him in the North Sea uh, somewhere. It's waste he was going, it's Ebb Tide that was on there. Oh, was it? I'll, oh, I'll tell you how I knew Billy Pracker was aboard him. He was, Billy was a crewman. Billy, that's right, Billy. Uh, you were on board him for a while, were you? No, no. Were you never on board We used to, used to gut fish for him in the harbour when they come in. Oh, right, okay. Uh, I can remember you... Fishing in a Helmsdale boat. Aye, Silver Star. Silver Star. He's Willie Jolly, aye. That was Willie. That'll be James's... Father. Father. They were on board. Willie. Aye. aye. He, Alistair and Alistair, James. Yeah. They were both on board the boat. Yeah. Well, Willie's mother and my father's mother were sisters. Never. Yeah. Exactly. Nice they, were, they were joppy. We uh, were cowy. But yes, yes, yes. Through mothers. Ah, I see, I see. There was a relationship. Uh, they were dash good to me in hell, so I'll tell you, they were nice people. Ah, right? they were decent people. Wally uh, was a... Wally was a fine soul. So Wally didn't see very much at all. You know. Good fisherman. Ah. Yeah, but... I, I think before they got that new boats, they had a... The, the new boats had like a twin derrick at the stern, like a partake of the fishing board. Uh -huh. And all they had was a mast before this. And yeah. a block at the top, of it. and they took that much too big a lift and put the mast down through the cabin. And right? I might not tell them yet, aren't you? Right. Yeah. To, to, to get back to Stromer, I never told you about the, the whirlpools there in the time, Jim. No. No? There were bad ones there, I, the, the ones, the, the scoot at Scarton, that's one of them, that's where the graveyard is, it's southeast corner, and there's one at the Scary Whale which is at the east side of the beacon there, and the other one is the rip on the west side of it with flood tide, uh -huh. and the most dangerous one is the swalky at the lightest. Uh -huh. uh, it's all treacherous for small boats. Uh. 
You would almost say the name Stroma is it's sounds more Norse than Viking than, than uh, Stromsey. Stromsey, the, the Norsemen called it. I don't know if I say that to you. Oh, did they? Stromsey. But, yeah. but you think another thing that fascinated me, and uh, with with the it's probably the Viking connections, mm-hmm. the names in this region, because it's Stroma, it's Stronzi in Orkney, Stremoy. Uh, yes, in, in, the, in the Pharaohs. Yes, yes. And I, I can't remember, but it was something similar. Very it? similar names there, Jim. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dear, dear, dear. And, and even like a Westry and... Oh, yes. You know, there's, there, there's, there's like a connection between them all there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a funny... There was one guy that used to come, just a boat he used to come, I can't remember his name, right now, the name of the boat right now. I'm sure you might remember because he was called, um, his name, what do you call the rock, just west of Orkney's? Orkney, oh God, I put a... Oh, it's well known. Oh gosh, I just can't remember it. No. I know where you are to you. Yeah. But yeah. his name, he was called after, he, that was his name, and yeah. his father was lost in that island. Good heavens. It, was, it wasn't an island, it was just ours. Yeah. It's just on the, it's a wash on the surface, like, but it's uh-huh. not uh, showing. I think it's. It's it that we broke a burgee, it is. No, that's the stack. Is that no the. I can't remember just now, but. Uh, It'll come to me. It's 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 a well known headland or, oh, or headland, not a headland, but a, I'm saying headland. It's a, a, of course, I'm not sure, Jim. A, oh, gee, it's it's well well known. Where's gosh, I just can't think of that one. Is it more? No, no. And I think I know where you are here, just... It's the west, it's a bit further south than the one of the... I, no, I've... Oh, <laughs> I'm feeling miserable here. <laughs> Not the lumber, I? So, so, and then, oh, were you still on the... Lifeboat when you were working in the ice plant. Yes, I was. Jim. Yeah. Yes. We went over to the. We went over to the name of the long lifeboat ceremony from here, and I had to leave the leave the Mister Simpson to look after the ice here for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, I'm still on it. I was. There, there's a funny saying. I'm sure you. Know exactly that when the built the new pier in Stroma, uh-huh. everybody sailed off. <laughs> they, they saw, people were saying that they've gotten a uh, an inch for a fresh pay every week now. <laughs> they thought they'd be better getting that on the mainland, but I don't know if that was true or not. <laughs> uh, the Sulskir. Sulsker. Uh, that's or Sulsker. Sulsker. Sulskeri. 
Too scary. Aye. Well, oh, I can't say that. It's about 40 miles from here. That's what that, that's the one I was meaning. That yeah, it's, it's, it's just a little island, a lighthouse on it. Yeah. It's got sta- a, a stack south, southwest of it, south of it. Yeah. That's, uh-huh. I, I knew it was well known because there were boats fish there. Uh-huh, so, that, that, so there was a lot of connections. Oh, sure, sure. It's all connected, Norse connections there. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. And Stroma Island in the, well, I, was, I thought it was Island in the stream with it being Strom, Stroma. Well, well it, it, it's, it's, it's Island in the stream is the Norwegian name for it, for Stromsey. So believe uh, Yeah. Oh, let's see, that's the name for it. Like. Orkney sometimes have it as one of their islands. <laughs> they have no chance, honestly. Is that right? It's the only island that belongs to Keith. The only island. Aye. Yeah. There's, there's stories that's in some of the books I have about the, 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 when the Norwegians came. It was about 5,000 years ago that they were there, you know. There, I remember... Or, Son Ashley, who did a lot of I'm sure history on research and research on Vikings, and uh, I mean this was a hub and a centre for yes, them. Yes, yes. See, at the Norwegians, they were everywhere. They were they were as far south as uh, the Isle of Man, and they were, yeah. they were everywhere. That west coast was full of them. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh dear, dear. So you would you would have seen a lot uh, boats either coming east or west. All the time, Jim. All the time. I think uh, for some reason Thursday used to be a favourite day for a lot of shipping going past and over in Stromalik. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so east and west, you know. For even as a kid, the misery exciting uh, growing up. It was a great, great hobby. The spying glass on them, see which one it was and when he went past, and then we watch for it coming back again from the continent or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. That's a great day, thing, yeah. A great hobby for the islanders. And would you ever get to the stage when regular, maybe local fishing boats, they'd be quite far away and you would know who it was? Oh, okay. you could get the number, Jim. We knew what boat it was then, you know. Aye. We knew the numbers. <laughs> Aye. Aye. Yeah, I don't suppose that would have mattered whether it was INS or BCK or <laughs> one of them. Monday morning, you used to see them all coming around Duncan, so you just have fleet of boats, you can nearly walk on them, you know, they're just... Is that right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. They're all making waste, but there were there were smaller boats at that time, besides what they are now. Like, you, know. you see, when a boat did go ashore, how would how would that have happened when the way the tide kept them off? Would they just be too close? Or they've steamed on. But if you stop them, they'll not touch anything. What's oh, steaming? I do believe that's what happened to the Cathy Nider Kitchener that went on a pimp and scaries. He they, they was splitting on the main island, and he was south, and he stemmed the tide there and couldn't get up through it. If he'd stopped the boat, he'd be okay. But this is what the they, they maintained the steam there, but it went inside on, on top of the island then. Okay. Uh, but he was steaming, trying to get it clear of there. Right. Do you remember, going back a long time now, I'm sure you'll remember him, John, uh, Sandy Bruce. Was it the Solidity? Oh, Sandy, so I knew Sandy well. Oh, he was lost in the, all hands, wasn't it? On the whole f- lot, Jim, boat and all. And the, on the first 1983 or 84 that boat was yeah. lost and they reckon he just drove down he just drove it down would that be just 
wind against tide or no, the wind was with him. Exactly. And I'll tell you what happened there. Out in the middle of the Perth, I know exactly where it happened because uh, the Bucky men told me. And it was about five miles north of Dunnett Head. Now the Crystal River was steaming with him and he was inside where the flood was down there. But that ebb tide was lying for three hours more than inside. Heavy swell there with the with the, when he got into that there, the the just the very last of the ebb tide there. And it was just horrendous seas it was at. I mean the, the other boat that was inside tide. the other boat that was inside he was only about a mile or mile mean, when you say the Crystal River, was that Peter Smith? No, I can't mind who the guy was. It was it was before at the gym. I, okay. uh, I can't mind the skipper's name. It Peter was Smith. Had a, it was I a, mind Peter. I. Uh, it's a long time whether he had the Crystal River. It's a long time. In fact, you know Alan Addison. Yes. Who's on the venture now? Oh yes. Well, he, st- he started. Well, he left his father, boat and and went to sea with. Peter Smith. Ah, yeah, mind, mind Peter on the go. This is this is some other crystal. This is a BA boat, I think it was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I kind of mind the skipper's name, but they were. They, this is as we were speaking before about the tide in different places at different times. Uh-huh. This is what happened. The flood tide was down. Uh, inside it was making east the flood tide, but out at where Sandy Bruce was, he must have said, "Oh, it's all flood tide. I'll get down through it." But he must have mistaken that wee bit of water there. I don't know, but it just... I remember hearing from different fishermen speaking about it afterwards uh, that it was he was classed as somebody that knew the first. Sandy was well acquainted at first. I just didn't know how he lost his boat. There, so yeah. it just shows how, no matter how acquainted you are, it's still Sandy a says to me, we sold the diligent that they had before that. And the diligent, she was an old, old boat. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, we're getting rid of that old boat, getting a new boat. I'm afraid she'll go in bits in the first. Is that right? That's what he said to me himself. Sandy Bruce said that to me himself, ladies and gentlemen. And that's exactly that right. is, it's the it's the new boat that got it in. Yeah. They yeah. came from the Flannan Isles, I think, that night. I think that's right. Uh, uh, they, they said she wasn't such a good boat with just a few fish in her now. I think you only had thirty or forty boats of fish in her. Yeah. But, uh, I, I re- that's what the buffers told me. I think I think the other boat I remember it was lost, or I remember the skipper that was lost. The Alec Flett, his name was, he had the, the, the INS boat. Aye, uh, 146. Was it? It's Alec Flett's boat. Was it the Aquarius? The, no, no, uh, no. Coronia. Coronia. Aye, uh, he was a Ross, I don't think. Was he not? No, no, I can't mind him. No, Aye. no. Ah, oh, dear, dear, dear. Yeah, it's, it's frightening, really, who. Oh, oh, I remember oh. uh, when I George Robb oh, was oh. lost. At Duncan's Bay. Oh, we were thrown up in that hand. Were you really? Yeah. Well, my cousin, he was on the Coast Guard at the time, and he was saying that the lifeboats were looking for them, the bodies, and they were couldn't believe that they were, a, he, they, were a lot, they were seeing a lot of lights, and they couldn't believe that it would be small boats, lobster boats, and that out in such a poor night. And they only dis- they discovered afterwards it was the life jackets of the crew. 
I don't know that George Robe. Yeah? There was nobody floating about that George Robe, I don't think. No. Nah. Just nah. straight up the... Oh, hell. They, 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 the Coast Guards had a light shining from the brie head on it, and they were seeing the flashing of the... They saw these people flashing back, but they realised afterwards that it was the windows and the thingy that was ah, boat rolling air, Jim. Maybe, maybe that's what it was. Ah, I mind the Frenchman that was lost at Rockall. He was trying a lights in the sea there. He had the, the, the raw individual made. Ah, they were all floating with, with life jackets on them with lights. Ah, uh, we were, when we were in Stroma, that George Robin ashore, and he, my father said, something's happened up there. We could smell the diesel and the oil. Coming down the wind, we were about maybe five miles the northwest from it, right? and so we could smell the diesel in the air. God. My father says something's happened there. He says they're about burst or sunk or something. He says, but it's the George Robin was. Uh, nobody understood why he paraded off Wick all day in the daylight hours. He went down there at night. Aye, aye. Don't know what for a fact to the coast guard. So I thought. I thought he had. When he went between the stacks and that, yeah. they missed the first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the other story that came we written up, Jim. They thought maybe it was Duncan's way that he'd seen the stack. Right. Thinking he was seeing, but I don't think he was seeing very much with the kind of night there was in that, you know. Okay. The long hook life was down. He, he, he wonder Neil Stewart refused to go, which was quite right. So right. He couldn't get out of the week bay, he reckoned. Aye. There was a great. There's a great closeness between Long Hope and Thursday Lifeboat. Oh, God, I still had to say, Jim. Oh, aye, aye. We, we even saw the, it's not the Long Hope Lifeboat passing Stroma, going making down for it. Is that right? Oh, terrible. It's terrible see, night that to be. See, when the Long Hope Lifeboat itself was lost. Aye. Were you on the Lifeboat, the Thursday Lifeboat then? Uh, uh, no, Jim, no. Uh, it was 1969. Uh-huh. That she was lost. I, I remember seeing home that, after that day, I remember seeing the upturned hill that, and oh, terrible. the and scrubs there. Terrible. And I was coming up. It's an apple tragedy. Oh, it's terrible. You see my bonnet that I wear, all the badges uh-huh. on it. One has the memorial to the Long Hope Lifeboat crew on it. Is that right? I, I always say that's the most important one that's on it. Uh-huh. The other ones are birds and various other things, but one is the, their memorial. I remember when, just in recent years, when they had the service for Kevin's son that was lost. It was Ryan. Oh, Ryan yes, Davidson. yes. And he, the Long Hope Lifeboat crew were over. Oh, they were very close there, Jim. For that. Uh, I knew that fellas that was on a lifeboat. Is that right? We used to go into Long Hope to Mount, is there an auntie there? Uh huh. So, so really, as far as anything happening in the Pentland Firth was concerned, any accidents or that, it was between the Long Hope yes, lifeboat and the Thursday lifeboat. Yeah, so it's all all them that's involved, like, you know. <laughs> Having said it now in this day and age, if they'd had a self-writer, they would have still survived it. Is that right? It wasn't a survi- it wasn't it wasn't a self writing lifeboat. So uh, the old saying is cool C T G B the name of her. Yeah? T G B was the name of the lifeboat. 
at, at was the name of the right book. Oh, I see. I, I then. TGB. It's all. It was three letters. Okay. That would have been the donator. Somebody, something got along that way. Yeah. Was it always, you know, it's donations. No. It still is, Jim. An amazing thing, and I find uh, there's, there's a queue of people wanting to That's right. That it's, it's a funny system, you know. It's, oh, dear, it's dear. an amazing organisation, RNLI. <laughs> Even when there anything we would be raising money, and mention the RNLI, and they would be running up here right, to put money in your... It's different to what it used to be altogether. I'll tell you what's lovely, is that the monument they've been wicked now? Oh, yeah. My gosh, it's lovely. I, I, you know, I still go and visit that and have a look at the names and bits and pieces. Uh, so lovely... What it's, a size of a... It's no everywhere it has one of them now, you know. I know, I know. And it's, angel of the North, they call it. Is that what it is? I think so. I heard some people saying it's Angel of the North. I think it's, is it giving... Giving with one hand and losing with the other, I think. That's uh, what I, uh, yeah. You can get something from it, but you can lose yeah. heavily to it. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's a lovely job. I think, I think the one thing that... No, not the one thing, but I think the thing that takes the, the I mean, the responsible sort of people that are using the pendulum first uh-huh. is treating it with respect. Oh, for God's sake, Jim, I. Oh, I think it's the only way to do it, Jim, is treated with respect. Uh, there was, there was a, an Icelandic ship there when we stayed uh-huh. in the island. He, this Icelandic ship, he capsized off the lighthouse of Stroma, about a mile and a roughly a mile of it. But he came down there and he did, didn't expect any problem. But the boat turned turtle. And it's a, sure. a it's an Aberdeen tower. They picked him up, Jim, the crew. But they, they reckoned that the tide coming down, the first of the flood tide, and he was sitting the ebb tide. And when he met one, met the other there, they reckoned they'd capsized the boat there. That's where she is. She's lying about north of Stroma. When what? One what? Well, he was still in the, the ebb tide, meeting this new tide coming down. Jeez. And they reckon the, 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 inside, the west tide, the, the flood tide, must have got in below the other lot and swept the feet from below the ship. <laughs> uh, oh, dear. None of that you would see with a visual eye. No, no. And this is in broad daylight. The skipper of the tower says he knew there was something wrong because he could see the derrick swinging out over the side of it when she went. Like, aye, aye. And the, we heard them, he, the, the skipper had told the crew in the tower when they picked them up, the skipper's wife was on board and a four-year-old son, they got in a life raft, and the skipper says that they'd been playing cards down below the crew, and he says one guy actually came in a life raft with a hand of cards in his hand. <laughs> 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 it was a, it would be a great hand. Uh, that was it. It happened in broad daylight. And I'll tell you how bad it was. There wasn't much we see because we were at Huna that day, but it was a northerly wind. Uh, uh, we were at sea, we were a 24 foot boat, you know. You know what? It all reminds me of going back to Ford, our parents, and, a, a, and it's a true, very, very true saying, and I, I always rings with me, John. Aye. Uh, any time, as burns right up, any time we would hear of somebody lost at sea, be it a 
crewman or a all hands. Absolutely. She would turn and say, that's the price of fish. Oh, that's the true price of fish, as he said to him. Yes, I've heard that saying before. She's the it's an awful thing, you know. That's the price of fish. Terrible, terrible it is. There's an awful lot of main loss stories, you know. People would even have the audacity to think they would get it cheap. Uh, What's cheap? Life's not cheap. As you say, it's a true price say, when the life was oh. trying to get it, Jim. It's, it's terrible work it is. Really. And, and, and that's a fisherman's lives. And lifeboat crews are oh, out there oh, with no fear of their life. Oh, dear, either. dear, dear, dear. I'll tell you one thing I always maintained saved crews' lives was when they started putting shelter dates on. Oh, yeah. Must be a lifesaver, that one. Yeah. I always maintained that. Yeah, you look at some of the, I've read some of the books, uh, Disasters and oh. Off Lossie, Off the Fife Coast. Everywhere, every Ev- week, eh, Jim? Everywhere, and there's oh. loss of life. It's terrible. Just, just terrible. That must be open decks and... Oh, 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 oh. See, see that other, I was telling you about that ship that capsized, but the trawler picked all the crew up. See that camper that sank when he had a load of... Concrete no, desertion. Yeah. That's exactly the same place as that Icelander. Is that right? Now, whatever happened there or not, it's the same. Uh, well, obviously, the same. I, I know exactly where he was because Wally Simpson was watching him on his Wally Armstrong one. He was watching him on, on his uh, computer, you know. Uh-huh. And Wally was watching him and seeing him coming down from Duncan's area, coming down there, and he went and had his lunch. When they came back, there was no boat. They thought there was something wrong with his computer, but the boat had sunk. Wow. Oh, God, he says he couldn't believe it. Like, no. And did, 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 did they were there? They never got to cruise. That's still any boat, Jim. Aye. That's right. Oh. Yeah, but did he, did he see the emergency services? I'm, I'm not sure what he did about it, Jim. I couldn't mm. say, like, aye. But they were, they were looking for it immediately about that time, like, I think, aye. I remember that. Uh, and he was a we- seemingly well-known... Uh, were good, good seamen too, I think, as far as I can gather. Like. Yeah. Oh. It, it just it just highlights how important it is oh. that there is skip- certificates oh, and skippers. Yeah, and I mean, just can't be a, any Tom, Dick or Harry to, no. to get into that stuff. No. Like, you know, no, no. no. I just feel that should... Uh, should stick in this idea that cheap fish oh, is... They're no cheap at all, Jim. No cheap. No, no. Men's lives are <laughs> at risk. Oh, dear. It's awful when they, they lose their lives. That they, they're, they're at it all the time. And still doing it. Keep going on, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. oh dear, dear, dear. It's oh, the cruel sea. Oh, it's a cruel sea. It's, right. it, but it's fascinating just... Speaking to you, but I love any time I am speaking to you, John, about taking up the pentel at Firth because, <laughs> as I said, I've always been born and brought up thinking, as I said earlier, six hours high water, <laughs> half an hour, <laughs> six hours low oh, water. Yeah, so what's And that? you'll be coming, I think you said to me, what would I be reading? said, there was three hours one way up. Oh, night. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, there's two or three places like that. There's Scarscray Point is one. There's 
the east side of Dunnet Head, and they'll only be about an hour and a half of flood tide, and nine and a half hours of ebb tide. Yeah. Yeah. And do you know that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There'll be, there'll be, there'll be no way of uh, putting that on a time book or anything with that. <laughs> Unless you know all about it. Like, but you, exactly. you need to know it personally at things, you know. Uh, That's obviously why you still get people, dear, dear. Oh. fishermen, phoning you, oh, oh, asking oh, oh. you what to do. Because it ah, doesn't matter, obviously, how powerful the, the boats the, are. Down, down on the... The Castle of Bay in that area, close in the land I'm talking about here, maybe a half a mile or uh-huh. a mile off, eh, that'll be eh, eh, three hours of waste going tide there and nine they going the other way. Sure. That's the opposite to what it is at Broke Bay. That's only about a mile, two miles apart. Eh? Oh, so <laughs> oh, dear, dear, dear. Aye, uh, unless you're unless you're showing that things, you would never even twig it. No, no. Scourge ahead, that's another place. Uh huh. Scourge ahead, it's all north tide there. Exactly. Can we get maybe a couple of hours of south going? That once the once the tide gets strong on a point, it gets stronger and stronger, and it wears off the point then, and all ingoing tide then to meet it. Nah, uh, it's such a strange thing. It's all. That's, uh, that's things that have been thought up, not thought up, but known about for years and generations. Uh, uh-huh. uh, oh, dear, dear. And does it vary? Oh, that's constant, that chance. Is that right? Oh, tide is constant. Yeah, so that difference is oh. from the normal six normal hours. Normal for six hours running or whatever, you know, that's various uh, stuff that'll uh, just fool in empty, you know. Yeah, but this three by to nine uh, in, in two different areas is going the opposite. <laughs> yes. It's, is, that, is that constant? Oh, that's constant. That's there all the time. Every day the tide runs, that's constant. And this charts, this charts got that. Oh, God, I could not take the jump. They should have it, like. Uh-huh. Uh, I've seen, I've seen the diagrams of the paint and first we arrows on it, and some of them they'll know even match up, you know. Is that right? No, no. That's but that one's error. I know they're just absolutely constant. That uh, uh-huh. and is that close in? Ah, uh, it's maybe half a mile off, Jim, to the shore yeah. there. Right. So once that once that east tide starts there, that's for nine hours in. So if you were, you know, on the. Orkney side, where it's a big wider sea. Ah, uh, they be quite different there, maybe. Is it? Uh, I quite often see boats go that way, and I just wonder if it's maybe more. They're, they're maybe getting less tide or something, Jim. Depends yeah. what time they go, of course, aye. Of course, aye. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Yeah. So they would really wait until they got the tide going west, if they were steaming In west. all honesty, yes, it would be, Jim. It would be, it'd be more to their advantage, like. Aye. Yes, I remember right. Ian, when he had the old Al scare, uh, you know, the previous one to the one he built. Uh. I remember he was coming east, uh, from the east, uh-huh. coming into Scrabster, and he had a role in the Merry Men of May. 
Oh, I shifted his boat wheelers, you know, not the wheelers, but the just fish and the fish room. Just, it's, it's a horrendous place, I think. And, uh, yeah. Can have a, have a apple repercussions there. Like. Uh, My God, uh, it's, it's strange too when you can look out from the land and just see the white water. Ah, you'll see it, in, see it, the, the Merry Men Away, they call it. The Roman call that Merry Men Away. Aye, but we. The old Abe's, that was another name for it. Maybe not many people have heard that. No. The old Abe's, the Strowman called it something. Exactly. And what caused that? I think it's coming up with making shallow waters start settling. Yeah. And why it should go to the deep waters is another story. And although it looks just white water, would there be a lot of current and. Um, Currents all that. going into the t- and the more heavy westerly sea you get, the worse everything is there. You just escalate there, you know. Exactly. Uh, just so it can be can be horrendous at times, Jim. But uh, other times, we, unless it's, unless there's weather, it's just not too bad at all. It's so many days that you don't see the the ripples in it, you know. Is that right? Uh, every time they can. Well. <laughs> From what you're saying there, I think my father was not far wrong, a boiling pot. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he used to always describe it as. Certainly was not wrong in that one. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I've, heard them, I've heard other people call it boiling pots. See, when you're going west, just say you're steaming west and you're going through the Firth, the Pentland Firth. Uh-huh. And then you're clear of the Orkneys, uh-huh. and you're just with the North Coast. You, you wouldn't have the same tides then, would you? Oh no, no, Jim. As soon as you're clear of the land, clear of the person, oh, it'll drop down to three, four knots as soon as you're up it, because it's got the expanse there that it's, it's uh-huh. jammed in here and trying to get all through there at one yeah. time. Yeah, I oh, it's not the same at all. It's still, it still matters. It still affects them. Even with modern, big modern boats now, we may have, I mean, well, I'm going to think of it. My father, we used to think it was a battleship, the size of it. <laughs> and it was 54 feet. Some of the boats nowadays, our battleship would go on their deck. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and I'll, they'll, they'll still, you know, I'll be speaking to somebody and I'll say, when will you be in Scrabs there? And they'll just say, well, they'll still say, well, it depends on the tide. Oh, sure. You'll be watching them on the computer and you'll see them no no making the speed they were hoping to make. (laughs) There would be maybe seven, eight, nine knots. And as soon as they're coming closer to the first, well, maybe. Or lucky if they're at two. I've I've seen it at five and three. You can go down yet and still, it's the same thing. You'll see a guy, he's, he's hit the tide wrong and he's just merely crawling up the earth. Aye, but this is maybe coming down the west side of Orkney. Oh, the west side of Orkney. And, and they'll be right. steaming, making good times, seven, eight, nine knots. And it's just where they're coming south. Okay. And they come, come close to the first. Oh, yeah. It's, it's five, four or five before. <laughs> and they know that. Because they'll say, well, it depends. They know they'll they'll not give you a a time of arrival because it's dependent. Oh, it's alters all the time down there, you know. Dear, dear. Oh, it's it can be difficult for shipping that. Still is that you know fascinating. 
That's uh, a huge that's subject and uh, so important as well. Oh dear, dear. As you see, no wonder they've got, get, got to get scatters tickets and things there. You know. Well, and it's really annoying when you hear uh, people making idiots of themselves going out <laughs> to sea and some crazy oh, makeshift just acting a go. And then the next thing, there's a lifeboat called out That's to right, them. Yeah, man. There's men. They're putting men's lives in. That's right. It's no value of their own. Yes, exactly. Our lifeboat here was short ago. I think the guy was about 40 miles in the sea in a canoe thing. Yeah. Ah, I think it's his, it's his uh, family that he phoned from. It's lucky getting that mobile phone to phone. Yeah. But the other thing that fascinates me about the crew, of past crews, there's certificates for outstanding seamanship and bravery and it with the coxswain of the lifeboat. Oh, sure, sure. I'm sure you're aware you can see that with the certificates oh, in your wall here. Okay. And Doogie was relieving wing yes. for one and he's got a certificate. Yes, yes. But so speak to any of you and it's <laughs> just a shrug of the shoulders there's no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's just like yeah, uh, well it's just another day of the office you get on with it that's it <laughs> somebody's got to do that thing then you just get on with it I know you'll never it must be just a way of life oh you know? God, they never say very much about it at all I mean even young guys you know you, th you think in some ways, you think they're going to be risking their lives, but they're so proud and pleased that they got a crewman's job. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. You're right. just like a... Oh, absolutely. I've done it. I've got there. <laughs> <laughs> ah, dear, well, dear. There's probably a mother and father are thinking, that's the last thing we needed. Oh, I just see it. Ah, dear, 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 dear. Yeah. Ah, there, there we... It's it's great how the the public support them all the time. I think, I yeah. So, go back to the situation we said it, or any of that boats. Uh, all they need to do is switch off their engines. Oh, if they stop there, they'll. they'll and that's is that the same in a gale of wind or storm or. Uh, well, as long as he's got a good grip of the sea, he'll never touch the island, eh? Yeah. Maybe if he gale of wind blowing straight on the shore and the tide's slacking off or something, they could have a problem, you know? Uh -huh. There was a big tanker, super tanker. He broke down in the fog in the Pentland Firth and the crew abandoned ship because they thought she was going to go ashore. And the tug picked him up out between the Pentland Scaries and a Duncan's he was on the west side of Stroma. He went right down around that and hit through the, the channel at the east end. They all jumped into the life rafts. So I think it's a Greek key. You don't mind that? It's the, it's the Orkney tug that towed him into the Kirkle. I think I remember that really now. I, I think oh, I remember what that be. Oh, God, it's a good while ago. Oh, yeah. It was 30, 40 years ago. Yeah, well, I would have been 30 years ago but they were uh, they were panicked and got out of the ship like they were thinking she was going to hit straw I think. Is that right? They never touched this thing. 
So obviously... See, that classic knowledge. example of that then. Aye, that's interesting, because that knowledge is no... No, they didn't know that she would miss it, you know. Aye. They were certainly expecting her to hit it. Uh, it's a tug that... And I'll tell you something, the, 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 the tug, the ordinary men took the ship into Kirkwell, I think it was, or Scotland, I can't remember. But they took her in there, they just fixed her up in a couple of hours kind of thing, you know, it's a bleeding the fuel pipe or something. Mm-hmm. The ordinary men just fixed her, which they should have done that, you see, you know. Uh-huh. I think yeah. that's the problem. I yeah. think they panicked and just but get out of here kind of thing. The know? only thing that I would say in def- def- not defending them, but I remember, remember when the Tory Canyon yes. sang Seven Stones. Aye, doing it, the channel. Yes. Now they reckon that he knew for miles that that was going to happen, but they, they were, with the way their engines and things are. They, they, they couldn't have stopped it. They could slow it down and put it in the reverse, but seemingly it wouldn't have stopped too it. Too slow, too, too late and doing it would be too late. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. But I heard a story about her, the, the, the airports, they were out to blow it up and put it on fire, you know, because they were thinking of the, the head fella, he fired a rocket at it and they missed it, but they... The junior fella coming behind him had. Just don't ever about that. And the Christmas beat us. That's another one. I went on the chicken rope, I think. And the skipper, and I think, he's like one of us guys that didn't have a ticket at the time, like a Greek hole, whatever. And he thought he'd passed that chicken rope about an hour before he had. So this is the difference between a, a competent skipper and that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But. It obviously shows that competent is important and giving respect. Uh, uh, if they get themselves in a blizzard against tide or uh, weather, bad get, weather, get or, rebel, you know, they can still get the it's easy, easy done. Like. Uh, I think it was, it was it John Flake, he called the boy from from uh, Westry. Uh, I guess John Flake, his name was. He he was in the Merchant Navy and he was in Rotterdam or some at the places and he went up to the Greek office in the place and the boy says, uh, uh, are you looking for a skipper's ticket? He was looking for a skipper's ticket. £25 and he got one. And he had two or three yes things and they were sitting at the, at the home in his, in his house and he said he'd heard that much rubbish going on about his tickets. His wife says, I found some skipper's tickets or something. He says, put them in the fire. It was only radio she wants to make. <laughs> he told her to put them in the fire. <laughs> That's worth nothing. <laughs> he was skippering on the Orty boat saying, I, I think he was in the Nordfjord or something. Like that. You're not talking about John Davidson. No, no. Uh, again, John. Uh, okay. John is, John is, John is still the boat. No, don't think so. Oh, dear, dear. I don't think so. Oh, yeah. He was a character. I hear a, a, a story about him. <laughs> <laughs> John, like, John like him along the road, and I was speaking to Davy Coachman. No, Davy. Good God, what do you call him? Coachman, is he? Oh, Coachman. Yeah. yeah. He had to pay there was David. <laughs> Wally. Wally Coachman. Wally was working at Harbour at the time, at New Harbour. Yeah. Um, Aye. And the... Uh, I was speaking to Wally out to the pub. Wally had a bottle of rum and it's smoking here. Charlie <laughs> <laughs> came along the road walking, making free for Orty. And 
he says, hey, I'm here for my old skipper coming. Well, he says, he's Charlie coming over the road. He says, aye, how are you doing, boys? I know, but I can't Charlie quite well myself. He says, you'll take a dram, John. Well, he opened the bottle of the hand and it wasn't even broken. Seal was whole. Give her to Charlie. Take a dram out of Charlie. Oh, aye, all right. Charlie's take a quart of her. Take a slice of her daughter. I put her back in his own pocket. <laughs> so nobody said any more. So the yarn and Charlie took off with a bottle and me got away to the ferry and took a bottle. You know, well, let's see, yeah, buggers open my bottle. <laughs> so when when uh, it's show day come round now, that's just about the spring of the year. Uh-huh. Show day come round, Wally Coachy went to Lord Nicholas show, and over he went and he got up and all the tables sitting all these things. And who was at it with Tony while his prize hands, bantams, what heavy on one thing, rosettes on winners, all this. <laughs> now, Wally, he had a carrier bag and he get up and he rang two of their necks and I put them in the bag. He says, that three on bottle of rum he took off me. <laughs> and it wasn't a Wally that told me, it was Tony. There's <laughs> 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 nothing I could do about it. <laughs> I rang two of their necks and put them in a bag. Is that do my dinner? Is this really popular? He was doing ferry runs between the islands. Ah, that's right. And I remember him giving me a business card. I think I might, I hope for him. He meant to look, I think I still got a, a copy of it. Well, he's not only going to All these, the services that he provided. Oh, and there was, I think it was two on it. Rebellions quelled. <laughs> And virgins converted. Charlie was someone else. Oh dear, dear, dear. Oh, Charlie was someone Good guy, right? Yeah. Nah, yeah. Good guy, they were all good seamen. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, but I've, I've John, as far as what we've been talking about today, I've personally known a lot of uh, fishermen that have been oh, sure, speaking sure. to you contact. Going back to the Orkney men, they're the only nation or main that never complained at the ice pond at the end. Is that right? Never complained. Oh, yeah. Never complained. Uh-huh. And they're the only nation because they complained personally, cursed some of them, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, they accept things. And, and one guy came here from Peterhead and he'd never been there before. Like, and he, <laughs> I went in to give him a, to tell him what ice he'd had. Like, and he says, how much ice is that we got? I says, seven ton. Oh, he says, this boat will now hold seven ton. I says, well, I'll tell you what. And he finally got, because old Huey Sampson told me, never do them, give them, play. he said, I'd rather give good, but a ton too much and a bag too short. I said, Huey himself said it. And he, he says, this boat will have seven ton. I said, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm either going to put any seven ton or I'm going to put any right amount. No, no, he says, seven ton will be fine. Just soon called his block. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the result right there. <laughs> oh, dear. Dear, dear, dear. I remember my father used to say when the... Going back, going over, going way back to the, like, the trawlers... Uh-huh. Like in Grimsby, 
whole trawlers and oh, all. Oh, sure, sure. That they were coal boats, you know, they were driven in coal ends. Oh, boats. sure, sure. Running the coal like aye. Aye. And he says they were great sea boats. Oh, God. Because he said there'd be, and, and he says the ballast on them, he said there'd be full of coal going to sea. And then the and fish. Full of fish coming Yeah, it's the fish would subsidise the, the wheat then. Aye. So they were. And I have heard of them, they didn't catch much, which left them. Uh, unstable a wee bit. Yeah. Uh, that was a great thing. They never stopped that first. Never stopped for weather end. We always used to watch the images going to the wheel leaves in it, you know. Is that right? The, with the heavy weather end. Never stopped it. Uh-huh. No, no. And that would be a bit of a risk, would it then? Or no, it? not to them at all. Like, no, 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 no. And would the fact that you had good ballast and all that... Ah, that's right, Jim. Ah, is yeah. that helping? That it would certainly help under the conditions there. Like, ah, yeah. it, it wouldn't be a place you'd be wanting to sail without ballast, you know. No. No, no, no. no. So anything lighter, top-heavy or that? No great at all, Jim. No, no, no. Jeez. They would mostly have fish, as you say, to counteract the... The stores and coal yeah, and everything right. down there, you know. No, he used to always say that they were really oh, trade ballast and yes, yes, yes. sea boat. They had diesel electric ones at one go, like way back long ago, like that. Oh, yeah. um, well, Joe, I think we'll fold it up. Thank you for oh, your, no for your time. Thank you for listening to Seafood Matters Podcast. You can subscribe and leave a review wherever you get your podcast. You can join me on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook by searching for at Seafood Matters Podcast or get in touch with me through my website www.seafoodmatterspodcast.com